The MyMac Podcast is sponsored by Otherworld Computing. Visit them at MacSales.com or call them at 1-800-275-4576. You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. MyMac Podcast 496, nothing but net. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com Podcast. what it's like when you put it all together okay well all i can say folks that is welcome to my mac podcast number 400 and he said 500 then 496 Uh, wait 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 did uh, i said 596 in the intro no no i did well i nearly did no and i was just gonna say i was gonna let my friend say so we're back and with that people you may have an understanding that I have a certain piece of equipment back in my hot, sticky hands. Stand by for action. <laughs> it could be one of those shows, guys. It oh. just could be one of those shows. How, uh, what, as how compared to... Any other show, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean... It couldn't be simpler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you, Guy? I'm I'm doing just fine. Um, I, I did the as you you know you we were talking about this earlier. I I did the uh, tech fan podcast, and I think that what was that number? Well, I guess we'll 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 get into that we'll a little. Find bit. out. We'll find you? out in just a little bit. You're um, jumping ahead. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And well, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I I haven't actually spoken to uh, both David and Tim in a podcast, and oh, it's been a couple of years. Uh, probably not since uh, David and I used to do uh, a podcast together. Because I know he's been on here a couple times what, when, when like, I wasn't here. What, like this one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> ah, so uh, what is going on? What's going on is now, of course, the, uh, the Macworld Expo is coming up in uh, uh, about a month, I guess. And uh, one of the things that I, I've done for the last couple of years, I've gone to uh, Allison Sheridan, and you can find her and her podcast at uh, – it's the NosillaCast at podfeet.com. Well, her – sorry, me, Julie Cool or Cule, Paul Shadware, Shadwell. I, Shadware. I, I, Shadware. I cannot you, get anyone's name speak. right. You can't speak. I not. don't know what's wrong with me, Guz. <laughs> Okay, so Julie Cool, Paul Shadwell, Barry Falk, and myself—we're uh, like the um, the unofficial official bouncers for the the Nosilicast party that that Allison Sheridan puts on uh, over at a uh, particular place. And if you are going to be at the MacWorld Expo, you will need to go over to Podfeet.com, click the link. To get invited to the party and put in the secret password, which I am not going to repeat here. You, know, you have to no. do that through her site. Yeah, and uh, you'll be able to meet uh, to meet me and Julie Cool and Paul and Barry and Allison and and all the rest of the crazy uh, Nosilla cast castaways. And it's always such a great party. But I have, I have to say, 
Alison's actually not going to be on the podcast for about the next two or three weeks because she's disappearing down to uh, the Antipodes to do a bit of a tour down there, I think. So, uh, yeah, she's um, going to she's, she's, she's got some stand-ins. So that will be Yeah, Bar- actually, Bart Bouchot is uh, going to be yep. one of the stand-ins. Yep. Stand-ins. 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 It couldn't be simpler. <laughs> well, you'd think it wouldn't be, but uh, I seem to be having trouble speaking tonight. Spoking. So, spoking. So uh, we're, the, we're the bouncers, and uh, Paul and Barry last year uh, brought suits from uh, you know the, the faraway places that they live, and Julie wore like this biker outfit. And of course, I was just wearing a black T-shirt that said Max Security that I got some from some vendor. So I was definitely the uh, the low rent one of the of the four. Uh, but we started talking this year. You weren't a blue coat, were you? No, 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 not at all. You know, if 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 I hadn't have been one of the bouncers, I don't think they would have let me in. <laughs> I wouldn't have let me in. No, well. So, but anyway, I, I put together a graphic, and if you go over to uh, either the NoSillaCast or the MyMac Podcast G Plus pages, you can you can see what this graphic looks like. It's gonna be on black T-shirts, and all four of us are gonna be wearing them. And it's it's gonna we're we're the official. This makes us official NoSillaCast security bouncers. Cool. Now you remember last week, I was complaining that the uh, Adobe's Premiere Elements Twelve that I bought off the, uh, the, the, the Mac app store had stopped working. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, through various ways and means, John Nemo, uh, they heard about the, the problem. <laughs> I did see that email. Yeah. And, um, they were kind enough to send me a license for premier elements 12, which I have downloaded and, and put the, uh, the, the license code in that, that they, they were kind enough to send me and it works. And that's great. Uh, and Adobe, thank you very much for that. But how about doing something for all the other people that also bought Elements 11, Premiere Elements 11 from the Mac App Store that don't have a podcast? That would be nice. And, you know, really, and all they would have to do, well, listen to me, all they would have to do is allow people, you know, have like a, a, a special little file that would uh, identify Adobe Premiere Elements 11 purchased from the Mac App Store, and I'm sure that there's some difference somewhere in that program that's unique to it as compared to the regular version. Let them download the uh, Premiere Elements 12 and, you know, through an email or whatever, get a uh, get a license back. That would be a very nice thing for Adobe to do, and I would applaud them for doing so. What are you up to, Gaz? Uh-oh. Did I lose you guys? Hello? Uh, I'm not hearing you. And I'm not seeing you. And girl. Everybody, uh, stand by to stand by while we try to figure this out. We say we're back. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, <laughs> you see, just cut me off, didn't you? You cut yeah. me off on purpose. I did. I did. You, <laughs> cut, me you cut me out of your will. Uh, well, that's actually no great loss. Oh. <laughs> There's not too much there to worry about. Ah, um, where were we? We were talking about... Well, you just... I was listening to you. 
It was like being, it was like having a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to what you're saying. I was shouting at you and nothing was happening. Ah, so, so pretty much the experience that everybody else has. Yes. Yes. I, I, I can feel it. Uh, I think – oh, I was talking about uh, Adobe and getting – Yeah, you just finished. You just finished saying that um, – uh, yeah, d- uh, send um, – help out all the people who bought um, uh, Elements 11, you say in the show notes. But I right. think you said 12 um, from the Mac App Store that don't have a podcast. So uh, right. anyway. Well, no, it's, it, well, it was Premiere Elements uh, 11 that was available from the Mac App Store. Okay. okay. 12, 12 is yeah. the latest one. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, well, basically I've, I've put in, I've got a sad face cause I can't go to, uh, Macworld, but you know, that's just sad face. Yeah, hopefully um, we'll get you there next year. We need to work, we need yeah. to work, start to work on it we'll earlier, see. I think. We'll see. We'll see. Um, not a lot of tech for me, um, or Mac related stuff, uh, really this week. Uh, although I am now looking for an armband for my iPhone 5S, um, so I can use the internal M7 coprocessor Ooh. to track my running around a rugby pitch. I'm currently using an app which I picked up from the Mac Observer podcast, uh, the um, Mac Geek Gabs. Right. Mac Geek Gab. Um, and uh, it's going to be my app pick for later because uh, it is a basic one, but I've been using it a lot. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, I want to try and get an armband so I can uh, – carry the the iphone with me and try and find a decent uh tracking application so i can see how far or how much running i do on a rugby pitch and what i'd like to see <laughs> is to track it so i can follow it back you know and see it's going over here and over here and down there and over there and back over there and so we'll see what happens on that but, right uh, so essentially uh if, if somebody minimum, says you don't do enough running you can point to the app and go ha, that's right well at the ha, very ha. minimum i want an app that's going to tell me how far i've i've gone but what i'd like to see is uh, to see that um that tracked out on a map that would be really funny so yeah so you need an app that'll tell you where to go um no you can get that from me yeah 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 you never tell me where to go anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah let's uh, pop over to the my mac articles or do you want to do a quick ad first um yeah i would like to very quickly talk about uh, other world computing the owc um Something that, you know, if you own a Mac Mini, actually, you don't even really need to own a, own a Mac Mini, but if you need an optical drive for any of the uh, the recent Macs that don't have them, well, you don't have to settle for just the drive when OWC offers so much more with the newer tech Mini Stack Macs. I not only one of these, you know. And it's, it's the exact same size as the Mac Mini. The newer as the, as the new one. Ah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So not only do you get the optical drive, and the, and the optical drive reads blue way blue blue ways Blu-rays, and it read read writes to CDs and DVDs. You also get an enclosure that can co- that can accommodate up to a four terabyte hard drive. And if that's not enough, you also get FireWire eight hundred ports, USB three ports, an eSATA port, and a high-powered USB board, USB port that can charge any device that connects through USB. Now, Gaz, if you need an optical drive that can also burn to Blu-ray, there are options for that as well. The newer tech Mini Stack Max starts at under two hundred dollars, 
So go check it out at maxsales.com. There will be a link to this device in our show notes. And we thank OWC for sponsoring the My Mac podcast. You can find them at maxsales.com or call them at 1-800-275-4576. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Stand by for action. <laughs> well, why don't you jump into the, the My Mac articles, gals? Audio Engine W3 Wireless Audio Adapter. This is a review by Nam Zegri. The, the uh, W3. I see, that. The, I see what you did yeah, there. You see, you see what I did there. The W3 Wireless Audio Adapter enables you to send music wirelessly from your computer to speakers in other parts of your house. The kit comes with three pieces a send unit, a receiver, and a power supply that'll let you plug it into a wall outlet. Go and read the rest of the article over at MyMac.com. And uh, Nam is very busy this week with the <laughs> Fuzz Designs F-U-Z, Z, oh, sorry, F-U-Z, EverDock <laughs> <laughs> for the iPhone. The EverDock is a docking stand used for recharging practically all smartphones and tablets. It doesn't matter whether your device connects via lightning, 30-pin, or micro-USB cables. The EverDock accommodates them all. The 30-pin and lightning cables are not included. That's also a review from Nam Segri. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Of course, we do know your real name. Yeah, um, Sam Nick. Word <laughs> WordPress Visual Quick Start Guide, third edition book review by... First name. First name, Lisa. please. <laughs> you say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I'd only do it first. you got to say the first name. What a, what a dumbo I am. <laughs> are you thinking about starting a blog? Nope. I, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but are unsure how to begin? WordPress. Visual Quick Start Guide by Matt Beck and Jessica Newman. Beck would be a good start to place. Hmm, now, I, wonder, I wonder if they're related. Oh, I see. I know. Hang on. I got that wrong, didn't I? Let me say that again. Okay. Visual Quick Start Guide by Matt Beck and Jessica Newman Beck would be a good start place to start. So Perfect. go over. So if you're thinking about starting a blog, uh, you've got WordPress, go and read this review of this particular guide. I was going to say book then, but let's call it guide. Okay. Uh, we, yeah. ha- we have something else. Uh, it's the. Uh, I, I did. Uh, that was just yuck. Well, I, I did awful on that one. That's yuck for me, folks. Not for uh-uh. WordPress. By Elisa. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> you say Pacelli, and I say Pacelli. So let's move on. <sighs> so. Uh, next up is the You've day. had so much more practice <laughs> I, soundboard than me. I know. But I'm still better than you at it. You are. You are. <laughs> hey, hey, hand of God. Uh, the next review is uh, the Data Color Spider Capture Pro, and this is by Heave Stammon. Photography is that an Heave art. Stammond or Heave Stammond? Uh, Heave Stammond. 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 Heave Stammond. Photography is an art, and an art colors matter say you are taking product shots in a controlled lighting environment Mm -hmm. there are tools that can help you gather the right color information while you shoot if your workflow requires this you may want to look at the spider capture pro from data color 
Thanks for that. <sighs> um, <laughs> tech fan podcast number 151. Guy Plus. Freak. Guy Searle from the My Mac podcast who? joins Tim. Who? 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 <laughs> joins Tim. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zippy. Zippy. Um, <laughs> do you know, there was a character in a, a children's program over here called Zippy. Hello, everybody. <laughs> he used to talk. And he, had, he was called Zippy because on his mouth he had a great big zip so you could shut him up. Uh, I'm sure anyway. there's lots of people that would like that accessory for <laughs> Both certain, of us. certain others. <laughs> yeah. Tim and David. It would... <laughs> Guy joins <laughs> Tim and David for a spirited, spirited episode of TechFan. WhatsApp is now owned by Facebook. We discuss Google Plus advertising during online videos. Uh, Cort- Cortana? Cortana. Cortana from Halo coming to Windows Phone, Tesla and Apple, and much, much more. And as true to form, that is our last, that is our last little bit from the, uh, from the website. And it is. it is. And quite quite a bit this week. If you would like to write for the MyMac.com website, please contact John Nemo. And he can be reached at Nemo at MyMac.com. Send him a sample of your stuff. And let's get your writing for the mighty MyMac.com website. And I didn't even say podcast that time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did. Well, yeah, but. It, it was it was said ironically. Oh, ironically. Yeah. Um, I've just got two emails coming saying that I've got a, a Skype message. Oh, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was for me. <laughs> when I when we had our our problems earlier, uh, I was. You know, what do you mean? What, what do you mean when we had problems earlier? We're always having problems. Well, I, I mean when when we were having the Skype problems earlier, yeah. as, as compared to the problems yeah, that we had all the down, other time. Guy. Don't dumb it down. Well, I accidentally I accidentally. Uh, cut you off and i think did you restart the program yes i did okay and so i tried to call you right as you were restarting and you know it comes up with the the skype message the person you are and in that clip that nice english accent the person you are trying to reach cannot currently be contacted you stupid stupid american (laughs) that's just what she says too so i left Uh, a little message basically me saying huh what (laughs) go Okay, uh, Google Plus. Should we go over there? Yeah. Um, you welcome the uh, Daniel Luck. As okay. You Daniel Luck in Google Plus. Well, we welcome Daniel Luck <laughs> <laughs> to the G Plus My Mac Podcast community. <laughs> Best of your last name on that. Hey, that's a knee slapper. Also new. <laughs> also new is a. Uh, Dale Shera, I think that's how his last name is pronounced. That's yeah, two that's new members in one week. At this rate, we will soon climb vigorously into insignificance. Mm. Uh, Eric Diaz <laughs> enjoys having his iPhone spontaneously restarted, though we suspect he may be sarcastic. Eh, maybe. 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 Um, did did you get this from Alistair Jenks or did I put this in? You put it in. Oh no, oh, no I might have put it in actually. All right. Well, well you it, came, it, it came. It came. Well, no, it came to both of us. So uh, you take the first. It will. We'll alternate through the sentences. Okay. Okay. So I'll start from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a sentence. <laughs> oh, it? sorry, sorry. From Alistair Jenks, 
Hi, Hi Lance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're not getting this right. Somehow I got three shows behind, so I'm only listening to episode 492. I can't take the next bit, can oh, I? Yeah. yeah what, what would you say? I guess you are absolutely right about software bloat, and it has been happening for decades. Sure, a modern graphical app that has high-quality retina graphics assets may need a lot more storage than the old days of low-res, low-quality, but the software itself is definitely lazily produced. By lazily, I mean developers don't have to reinvent the wheel because they can use vast libraries of code and auto-generated bits that aren't the most efficient. It's swapping efficiency of development and maintenance for the efficiency of the result. Um, he goes on to say, this reminds me of a story from years gone by. Oh, years gone by. <laughs> I, was a, I was a huge fan of Acorn computers, and during the early 90s, I owned an Acorn, Acorn Archimedes. It had features that Apple still hasn't caught up with today. There was a software company, whose name he forgets, who wrote uh, what was considered to be the beginnings of a computer to Adobe, sorry, to com- a comp- competitor. <laughs> I've called it off you. Oh, no, that's my fault. Considered to be the beginnings of a competitor to Adobe Illustrator for the Archimedes, much like the position Pixelmator holds today against Adobe's Photoshop. The software didn't have all the features but one of its key selling points was redraw speed. On a comparable PC system, though as they were different architectures, not directly equivalent, Adobe's software took 10 times longer to redraw the same design. The speed achieved on the Archimedes was made possible by what was known as hand coding. Rather than rely on vast libraries that served all comers, and indeed, such libraries simply weren't available for the Archimedes. <clears throat> Excuse me. They built the entire rendering engine from scratch and were able to optimize everything to the task at hand. Acorn's success was short-lived, and the groundbreaking software company decided to switch to the mass-market PC. They soon proved that the same techniques could produce a spectacularly fast result on PCs too. So spectacular was their PC product that it was bought by Adobe's competitor, Corel. The product became known as Corel, was, was that Zara? I'd, call it, I'd say Zara, yeah. Okay. Even today, with the vast libraries and super-fast machines to bury inefficiencies, developers can care enough to optimize their code, both in terms of com- uh, compute efficiency and also an efficient user experience. The ethic of care I see in the Apple developer community today closely mirrors that which surrounded Acorn back in the day. Now, if only Apple could catch up to Acorn's smart thinking, we'd have an amazing platform. Though I'll concede what we have today is pretty good for now and is made a lot more livable by developers who care. And we like developers who care. We do. We do. But I, honestly, I don't think that, you know, par, part of the problem is, is that, you know, the Mac as the smaller of the, the two main platforms, you can't really afford to be too picky in what software is available for uh, a, a, the smaller platform. 
I mean, you really want as much available software as you can possibly have. And, you know, I think that was part of the reason why Apple developed Xcode to make uh, compatible libraries so that developers could, could quickly uh, port over some existing PC software over to the Mac without having to like reinvent the wheel every single time. Yeah. Reinventing the wheel is really hard work. Yeah. And you don't necessarily get a better result either. Well, pe- people have got patterns on it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, now I'm just going to see if you can hear this. Okay. All right. So tell me, you might not be able to hear this. Oh, I don't believe this. That's incredible. It's not working? No. I... <laughs> that is outstanding. What? Oh, well, I, well, thank you. Oh, you're not talking about me. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm completely flummoxed. Right, I had a little hard drive, which I gave to my daughter, okay? Mm-hmm. And I asked her to take this with her for the white map book um, and use it as the backup. And I put a time machine backup on there and a clone and just some spare space just so she could use it, you know, for those three bits if, if she wanted to. Um, and when she brought, I said, can you bring that back? Because you haven't got the white map book anymore um, because it's no use to her because she's, she's only got the iPad Air. Right. And she brought it back and it. I plugged it in and it was going click, click, click. Click, tick, 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 oh, click, that's click, not click, good. click, tick, 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 tick. And I was just going to make you listen to that sound. I know right? that or sound. Not make it, just let you hear that sound, okay? No, force me to listen to it, Gaz. And, and I plugged it in, put it by the microphone, and it's only gone and flipping well booted up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, hardware that well, works. I've got to say. Who expected that to happen? I've got to say. That's the magic of the MyMac podcast. It is. You, you scared Oh, now, time. now. Listen, listen. Oh, can you hear that? Yes. Just about, can you? Yes, I can hear that. That's the noise it makes. Now, I've just, I've just realized something. We learned something on the MyMac podcast. That was plugged in to an ancillary device which has got multiple USB connectors on it. So there's obviously not enough power running through that adapter, whereas if I plug it into another USB connector that I've got, which is into, a, a, I think, a higher-powered port, because I don't know if you know this, but some of the ports on the Mac Mini are higher-powered than others. Yes, I did know that. They're not all the same. Not all USB ports are the same, folks. And I've now plugged it into the other one, and hey, presto, it's kicked in. Well, would you Adam and Eve it? There's a lesson for me. What? Anyway, shall I, shall I take us out? <laughs> yes, please. Because I, I didn't go transcendently somewhere off Scootle there, did I? No. That's fan, <laughs> fantastic. <clears throat> right, I'll, I'll get ready now. God, this is a professional podcast tonight. <laughs> every, every, everybody, ready? I'm ready. Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. (laughs) 
Let's Talk Apple. Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with no commercials. 24-7 music even the boss can enjoy. Okay. Host Bart Bouchotts doesn't play the hits or really any music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap-up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere, along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere, but Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. Find it in iTunes, stoplightnetwork.com, or at lets-talk.ie domains. Unsuitably preserved and artificially sweetened. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, This particular break, uh, something happened or something I read about last week that uh, that really, really bothered me. Now, there's, there's this kind of official, unofficial bit of etiquette uh, related to the internet that's known as net neutrality. Now, what exactly net neutrality is, is, is kind of hard to, to describe, but essentially it means that, that the big providers uh, that have a lot of the content or host a lot of the pages agree to not charge each other for accessing content from you know one pipe to the other because generally it pretty much all comes out <clears> in the wash. If somebody is using a lot of, of, of bandwidth for one particular service, chances are whoever it is that's using that bandwidth also has uh, to supply access to uh, content from someone else. So it, it generally works out even. But Verizon – uh, which is you know the U.S. company Verizon sued the FCC uh, and the U.S. Court of Appeals in the District of Columbia uh, struck down part of the regulation that the FCC had in place, saying that companies couldn't uh, what's a what's a good they couldn't discriminate against other companies. Now, part of the problem is also that. In a lot of ways, these companies are competitors in that they have the same or similar services to one another. And part of what this whole lawsuit, as soon as it was, you know, these these parts of it were struck down, one of the first things that Verizon did or what they've been accused of doing is throttling the bandwidth for their customers when they try to access Netflix. And it's they're talking anywhere from twenty to thirty percent of uh, of throttling of the bandwidth that's going to, or from Netflix to Verizon customers. And what they're saying is, you know, they're not really admitting it, but they're, what they're saying is, is that Netflix, because they use so much of the bandwidth that that Verizon has available, that they should be paying Verizon for access to Verizon's customers. Even though Verizon customers have already paid, you know, this is my opinion. Verizon customers have already paid for the bandwidth that Verizon wants to charge Netflix for. 
And I just think that this is very, very wrong. And we, we, we could come to the point if net neutrality is, is completely thrown out, <clears throat> we could come to the point where you won't be able to access, say, well, the, the MyMac.com podcast because the service that you use isn't being paid by the service that hosts our podcast. So they could say, oh, sorry, you know, they, they, they won't pay us, so you can't have that content. And at that point, you have a you could have a very very fragmented internet, and it would no longer really be an internet; it would be a series of intranets. What do you? Yeah, think? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be an internet as we know it today, certainly, and that would go against the whole ethos of how we understand the the internet is the being today. Now, <clears throat> you know, I, I I know there's a lot of good things about capitalism, guy. <laughs> somewhere but at times <laughs> but at times there are things where it's you know making money gone mad and there is there's a bigger issue here there's a damn sight more money to be made behind the fact that you could have an open net than there is by these people trying to screw people to be able to get content to to us and i think the problem is the horse has already bolted people now understand what they can get uh, and what's available to them. And I've got a feeling that, you know, something else might appear down the road if they go down this avenue and, and people will be going through the back door to be able to, you know, get stuff which they have become accustomed to getting. Well, let, um, let me let me stop you there. It, it, some people will be able to backdoor it, but the vast majority of people that would want unfretted access to say, well, in this case, Netflix won't know what the tricks are to get around whatever restrictions their various ISPs might throw up. No, but I think they'll find those restrictions. I, you know, I, I think it's unfortunate in the US because you are you're fairly restricted on you, you don't have an awful lot of competition when it comes to um, to gaining or choosing which ISP you use. A lot of times, there Where, is no competition. Well, yeah. Whereas I, you know, the the fact that the the cable to our doors is, is owned by a company, but they are only allowed to run that cable. They have to allow access via that cable or that that piece of copper into every house or most houses in the UK. They have to allow access uh, via that copper into people's houses um, from to, other companies. From other companies. So. Those other companies basically creates an area of competition um, to enable you to be able to get access to you know what is out there, and I, I think that helps. Whereas I'm not sure that you've got quite the same scenario in a lot of parts of the US. I'm not going to say everywhere, but I think in a lot of parts of the US, you probably haven't got that same scenario. You've either got a com- a provider in an area, and that's it. And there is no other choice. Whereas I could actually choose from at least three. And if I did some searching, there would probably be more than that. Yeah. Well, where I live, uh, you can choose between Cox, Verizon, and uh, there's there's one other whose name escapes me. But uh, Do they all come down the same cable? Yes. Through, through the, same, the same process, right? The sa- yeah. It's the same cable. The only difference yeah. is when you sign up with a different service, they come in, they put a different box on the wall. And yeah, yeah, they yeah, give, yeah. They yeah, give you yeah. their branded um, absolutely uh, yeah. modem. 
same. Or not name, modem, same. router. Yeah, same. Well, modem, well, it, yeah, I mean, I, I got that box last week, if you remember, and yeah. although it was a router or router, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually made it just a modem. So it's, it's, a, it's a combination, is it? It's a modem and router that you'd get. Yeah, and w- where this gets even stickier is that Verizon now also owns uh, the Redbox brand, which I don't think is outside of the United States. But it's very, very similar to what kind of how Netflix started. And when Netflix started, you would basically tell them, you know, through an email or or what have you, or or through their online service, what movies it is that you want to watch. And then they would mail you those movies up to a certain number. And after you'd watch them, you'd send them back, which would open yep. up slots and you could get another one. Well, this is also what Redbox does, as well as having, you know, kiosks at, outside of every freaking 7-Eleven that exists in the world. Um, the other thing is now with Netflix now being an online service, as far as content goes, Verizon is also, I mean, besides being an ISP, they're also a cable provider as far as you know, you, you sign up with their service, you get all of these different channels and so on and so forth. Well, that's also very similar to what Netflix does. And to me, you know, what I think Verizon has to be very, very careful of is that they, what they don't want is for the FCC to declare all of these ISPs to become, and I make it, if I get this wrong, let me know folks, common uh, carriers. If like, like the phone companies are, if you're a common carrier by law, and these were the laws that Verizon sued to get out from under, if you're a common carrier, you cannot discriminate against other similar services, which is why you now in the United States and most of the rest of the world, you have a choice of different phone companies that you can choose from. They're all using the same pipes. They're all using the same wires. They're all using the same connections from inside of your house to, you know, wherever the the switch box is. And by law, because they are common carriers, they cannot discriminate against one another. But because so far, most of these ISPs, and this includes uh, Cox and Comcast and Verizon and so many of the other ones that have virtual monopolies across the country, if they're declared to be common carriers, then the very rules that Verizon sued to get out from under can be reapplied. And depending on, you know, so much of this become, boils down to politics and, you know, who's in whose pockets, so to speak. Yep. So I have to kind of wonder why they haven't been declared common carriers, especially considering the fact that there's not a lot of competition in a lot of these different areas. I don't know. It it just it just really, really bothers me. I, I think it should bother bother Everybody. most of yeah it should bother most americans um i've got a feeling that in in europe um the eu would not allow that to happen um I, i've got a feeling they'd jump in and put legislation in place to say no no you're not going to be able to do that because they do look after the people the EU. a lot of people complain about the um the um, european parliament but there are some bad sides to it, but you know there are pros and cons to everything. And one right. thing they they do stand up for are 
civil rights, which sometimes I think um, they go over the top. But, you know, in things like this, they would certainly stand up and start shouting and stamping their feet. And they do have the powers to change government's views and companies' views therein because uh, the, the governments have to put legislation in place to, to enable, um, you know, let's say more net neutrality or net neutrality as, you know, we've enjoyed it up, up to this point. And, um, you know, I think um, if there are any Americans out there, you should start, you know, lobbying your um, your uh, representatives. And Well, I would agree. Now, part of the problem is a lot of the, you know, in Europe, the you know, Europe being a much smaller area than True. the United States, uh, it was easier – to build the infrastructure that was required True. for a cable system, whereas you know the, some of the vast distances you know outside of the big cities made it very very expensive. So when cable TV first came around, having a monopoly of one company so that they could recoup the costs of building this infrastructure up didn't really bother me that badly. But we're now forty plus years into the cabling of, of the United States. And, you know, that, that kind of excuse just doesn't really fly with me anymore. No. And no. It's, it's time to, to, to introduce real competition. Don't, don't tell me that they did not have a five or possibly, you know, five to ten year plan. But I bet it was shorter than that to recoup the money of that investment in it originally. Don't well, tell me that they didn't have, you know, a short-term plan to make sure they got that money back. If I had to guess, I would say that most of these uh, contracts with various municipalities were probably open-ended, and somebody was probably paid a lot of money for it. Yeah, but I, I, I agree with you there, but don't tell me that there was not a plan in place for those companies to say, all right, all well and good, it might be open-ended, but we're still going to put in our you know, short-term plan to say how much and how long it's going to take us to recoup that initial investment. I, well, honestly, I don't know. Well, no. but my, put it, if, if they didn't, Guy, by God, you've got some thick companies out there. Or some, and, some and I, thick and politicians. I don't, and I don't, well, no, no, that we're talking about the companies when they're doing their investments, you know, and, and I don't believe that. I don't believe that they would not have a short-term plan, irrespective of how long they actually gained uh, the contracts for. I do not believe that they did not have a, uh, a, you know, a plan in place to make sure that they were uh, well reimbursed within a reasonable time period, whether they were reimbursed by uh, contracts for from local governments or whether they made sure that the investment return uh, and the cost of, you know, people buying the services that were supplying would make sure that it came back. Well, I don't think I don't think Verizon can plead poverty here. They made over and, you know, we're not talking about Apple money here, but they made over 12 billion dollars in profit last year. <laughs> so. You know, the fact yeah. that, I mean, yeah. my real problem with this is that I pay Verizon for access to the internet and for other related services like cable television. Yeah. Now, that access is not cheap, and I pay a premium for faster up and down speeds. Now, in my opinion, what I do with that access or how I choose to use that bandwidth that I'm paying for is not up to Verizon to decide, but me. Now, yeah. on the flip side, Netflix also pays a provider 
for access outside of their company. And it's called, Agreed. I think it's called Co- Cogent, Cogent Communications. They're pay- they have provided the bandwidth that Netflix uses. They pay Cogent. Cogent has a gentleman's agreement with all these other ISPs to just allow each and each and every other person's uh, content to flow relatively freely. And that's the way it needs to stay. And Verizon, in essence, wants Netflix to not only pay Cogent Communications, but to pay them as well for access to Verizon customers. So, so the truth of this is they've been screwing everybody for the content that they've been delivering for the last X number of years. Netflix have come in as a true competitor, have taken right. off because everybody's realized just how good Netflix is. It's not so much well, how hang, good hang on, they are. Hang on, hang on, okay, hang on, let me finish. And how reasonably priced they are and put these companies under pressure. And they suddenly realize that they've got to, they can't compete with them on the price. So they've got to do it. They, via, won't, they won't compete with them on the Price. They've got precisely. They can't and they won't. So they're going to do it via other means. Yes, yes, because uh, Verizon, as a cable company, does provide some on-demand services. Can, can Most I, of I, those on-demand services you have to pay extra for at the time that you utilize them. Whereas can I say, Netflix, can I say, go ahead. Can I say something to that? Yeah. You found one. You found one. <laughs> you may have to explain what that is. Well, I'll do it again for everybody. <laughs> and if you don't know what it is from that, then I'll, I'll be amazed. Um, yeah. I, 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 I think people ought to really get an understanding of what's going on here. Yes. Because, because yeah. things will become very expensive or you may just be restricted and you'll it'll turn you into the dark ages because I'll I'll repeat guy I think there's a damn the government have got to be careful here because there's a damn sight more money to be made by the myriad of companies out there that are now one another no 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 but the myriad of companies out there selling their wares on the internet and if they start restricting People will not just go away from those items. They'll go away from the, the, the net completely. And all of these companies will start losing out because I think people use the web and they'll use it more and more. You know, I, there are people now that are using Netflix that didn't know what the net was about before. And That's now true. they also know how to use other stuff on the internet. And they're now prepared to buy stuff on the internet because yep. they've got a good service and a reliable service and a service which they can trust in the form of the likes of Netflix. And that comes around because everybody keeps talking about the likes of Netflix. It's not just Netflix. There's lots of other stuff. So, yeah. you know, what are they going to restrict, you know, all of the, well, why are they not restricting YouTube? Uh, well, that, that's, you know, my, my whole kind of thing with this was that, that it is wrong. And, you can bet that the other ISPs are watching this very, very carefully and are salivating over being able to charge others, including other ISPs, for access to their customers. So, you know, people talk about, you know, I mean, there are so many people today that use computers that to them, the Internet is Facebook, Amazon, and Netflix. 
and for the most part, and their email. And that's the only thing that they typically use their computers for. What companies like Verizon and so many of these others, I think, are hoping for is that no one will notice or that very few people will notice and that those that do notice won't be paid attention to. Mm. And yeah. this is all very, very wrong. So if you live in the United States, uh, please investigate this for yourself, especially if you're a Verizon customer. And I am. I mean, I switched over to Verizon just last year before all this started. And if if this isn't if this isn't nipped in the bud, so it was your fault. It is my fault, but it partially is my fault because I switched from Cox, which had a, a higher price service, to Verizon, which had a lower price service. And, and if something isn't done about this, I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this now. By this same time next year, because I mean we're talking about going through courts that takes a lot of time. Yeah. If this isn't resolved over the next twelve months. I will switch back to Cox and I will pay the extra money for similar services to Cox, assuming that, you know, I don't find out that they're doing the same thing, in which case I won't bother. Um, just because that this bothers me as much as it does. Good for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I'm such a rebel. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think we've beaten this one to death. I think you've beaten it to death. I mean, yes, yes, I think yep. you've beaten it to death. Yep, we think about it, and it just makes us go. So, everyone, please stand by to stand by. Damn you, Verizon. And we'll be right back. We will. a hard drive other world computing at maxsales.com how about a hard drive enclosure other world computing at maxsales.com optical drives memory mac and ios accessories other world computing at maxsales.com fantastic support video how to's other world computing at maxsales.com think it's difficult to find the right components that will work with your mac OWC makes it easy to get just what you need, and you can rest easy knowing it will be exactly what works with your computer. Still unsure? Give them a call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-800-275-4576 and talk to their sales associates or support staff and see for yourself. That's 1-800-275-4576. Or online to Otherworld Computing at MaxSales.com. Freshly squeezed and ready to pop. The G-Men on the MindMac.com podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to the final section of this week's number two. Nine six four nine six two nine six. Wow, blast from the past. That was a blast from. Do you know? I want to go back now and listen to two nine six just to see what it was like. Um, sure it was yeah, wonderful. welcome to the final section of four nine six. And um, do you know what I normally do at this point, guy? Uh, I'm going to guess that you move your head in a certain way that resembles a nod. Nope. No. <laughs> yes, of course. Hit it. Gaz's tips 
Mostly clear. Gases tips. Mostly clear. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. <laughs> mess with me so much. I do, don't I? It's not fair, really. Oh, no, it is. I do deserve it sometimes. <laughs> okay, guest user accounts. Um, I've got a guest user uh, account set up, and it's always useful to have. You can go into your system preferences, go into users and groups, and set up a guest account there. Now, when your friends are around and desperately need to use your computer, or if you've got friends that are stopping over or family are stopping over, or if you just want to show somebody how good the Mac operating system is and your Mac, but you don't want them messing about with your particular user account, seeing all your personal data and looking at all your stuff, then set up a user account. Um, And, of course, what that means is that, they can go into your user account. You make sure it's not an administrator of, uh, administrative account, and uh, they can play to their heart's content. Well, and not mess anything up. Not mess anything up. And there's another useful um, uh, side effect of having a user uh, guest user account, and that is if your Mac starts playing up or acting up, you can probably just sign into that user account and see if it's something that you're running on your user account or whether it's actually the computer. I'm nodding my head. Ah. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, actually, I guess I shouldn't have hit that so, so quickly. Um... I wanted to ask you something. Do you run as administrator or do you run no. under? See, I no. do. I run it. I run it in my administrator account. No, no. I, I've always run uh, my user account as non-administrative. Uh, there are times occasionally when I have to go in and set it up as administrative account um, to do some things. I can't think of what off the top of my head, but there have been times when I've gone in, set it up as user account, but then I've gone straight back out and then changed it back again. And you have to sign out and sign back into that. Right. But no, I've got an administrative account, which of course is, it, so I, we've got actually, so we've got six accounts set up on this Mac, which seems a bit excessive, but we've got my account and the three other people in the account, that's four. I've got the administrative account and I've also got a user account. Yeah, I've got I've got one for my wife. I've got you know my admin account. I've got a separate non administrative account, and I can't even think of what the freaking password is on it anymore. It's been so long since I've used it. Um, I, I need to look into that. I, I know that there's you run a higher risk of bad things happening running under administrator. Well, only if you you know you get hacked. That's you know uh, that's the only time. Or, or, or if you're a complete moron. Or if you're a complete moron, mm. uh, yeah, it will stop you from doing stupid things, certainly. <laughs> I was going to say, boy, am I in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, yeah, that's kind of why I, uh, that's why I do it, because I just, you know, it's just an extra layer, really. Just gives yeah, I, I, should, I, should, I should probably stop running under administrator. Though I, I wonder how that would affect the way I do the – well, I, you don't run under administrator and you're able to do pretty nope. much the same stuff. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. I will, I will have to look into that. Give it a go. I will. Oh, um, do you have a, an app pick this week, Gaz? Uh, I do. Have I not put it in? 
Uh, let me look. Yes, you did. Okay, well then we'll just move right on. Because <laughs> obviously everyone can see it. It's in the show notes. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Uh, sorry, sorry. This is Do you want me to go first? Talk about your epic. <laughs> yeah. Do you want? It's normally, it's normally I do the tip, you do your pick, I do my pick. But you want me to do my pick after my tip. Okay, I'm happy with that. Okay, <laughs> pedometer, plus plus. This is I... must really like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're on form tonight, aren't you? Hmm. Pedometer, plus plus. This is an iPhone 5S only uh, application. Uh, it's quite a basic application. I heard it from the, the guys over at MacGeekGab. Uh, and I think the reason they initially wanted you to see this, and I was a bit concerned when I when when I found this out as well, is if it's a free application, download it, start it up, and you'll see as if by magic that this application knows what you've been doing for the last week. Oh, really? Yeah, because obviously the M7 coprocessor. Uh, must store all of the information. So this puts some calculations in. It's got some settings, you know, as to how high you, um, how tall you are, and uh, basically, roughly your estimated stride, which you can change. Uh, and it, it will then give you what you've been doing and how far you've been walking over the last week. So I've now got a pedometer, and um, it's quite interesting to see what I'm going. And this is what started me thinking. I'd like to get also a tracker to find out how much running about I do during the week but for this free application um it's just interesting stuff and it you know gives you a a quick view of exactly how many steps you've been taking during the week you know people go on about these fitbits which i'm not really into you know walking around with a fitbit attached to my body in whatever place and sending that information uh to the iphone but um uh, i i I think this is uh, just a, a good little app it's free go try it if you've got an iphone 5s of course and the the backbone for the uh, application is is already part of your phone. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Now, my app pick this week, I think I've picked this one before, but it really is a a very cool app. It's called Camtasia and they have the second version out. It's now out on the uh the Mac App Store. This is a great screen capture and editor tool. Now, it isn't cheap at $99, but it's very flexible. And quite frankly, is capable of being a video editor all on its own as well. $99 on the Mac App Store. That's a lot of money, isn't it? It is. But you've got to, you know, you've got to know that you want it. I'm sure that they'll also... Well, what is it that Don uses, Don McAllister? I can't remember. I don't think it's Camtasia. I know, because there's another one. Yeah, well, there's a few. There's a few, but... Uh... Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. What... <laughs> you're talking about the bit that's under your app yeah pick. yes, yes. <laughs> all right we have to explain this a couple hours ago yeah, no can i can i stop yeah you there? go ahead you have to explain it to me as oh, well okay <laughs> uh, i was i was on my computer a couple hours ago before we started recording the podcast and i i, I always kind of flip back and forth between uh some of the various tabs that i have either in chrome or safari which oddly enough I run both browsers at the same time. I don't know why. Yes, I know I can have two browser windows open, each with multiple tab or multiple tabs, but I run Safari and I run Chrome browser at the same time. So it's very stupid. 
But that's not even part of the story. So I was I was on my computer and I was flipping through and I got to uh, the the common uh, pages file that that Gaz and I use for the show notes for this podcast. And I saw that he was on and I saw that his cursor was like blinking just past where it says in our show notes, heard about this on the Mac Geek Gab. So I quickly typed in in capital letters because I, I had to shout so he could hear me over there in the UK. Uh, Gary! Exclamation mark. And I didn't see anything back, so I put woo-woo. Nothing there either. And just to mess with him, I put, I'm not really here. It's just a bot. Still got nothing. So the final sentence I put in was, why do you talk to that guy person? He's very silly. And it's still no reaction because I'd long gone, brother. I'm yeah. long gone. But your browser was still open, so it was still showing you as oh, being there. That's, that's not very clever, is it? No. So I sent, uh, I, I sent him a, a, a tweet <laughs> that basically said, oh, where is it? <laughs> hey, it looks like some unknown person who isn't me, really, is typing in the show notes. And it isn't me. Really? Really? <laughs> See, this is what Gaz has to put up with. I, I just can't believe I have to put up with this at times. <laughs> On a weekly basis. And we'll soon be coming up. Actually, and I, you know, I was talking to, uh, to Tim. And I think uh, it won't be until after uh, the Macworld Expo. Uh, we're going to have a couple of shows that I chances are neither Gaz nor I will be on. It's going to be kind of a, a, a best of show. Now, Tim has already created uh, two of them. Uh, one for like the, the first version of the My Mac podcast that he was doing with uh, Chad Perry. And then uh, another one when it was uh, Tim, David, and myself. So now at this point, I need to come up with two uh, one from uh, David and myself, and then another one from Gaz and myself. And I, they won't be like back to back. That would be, you know, that'd be a whole month of not having an original podcast. But we'll probably space these out every once in a while just so that you can get kind of the feel of uh, what the podcast was like uh, prior to, I, well, I guess, the last one that you listened to. <laughs> Oh, my God. Will you let me finish? <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, if yeah. if there are some bits that you've really enjoyed uh, over, the, over the course of time that Gaz and I have been doing this show, if you can remember what those show numbers are, uh, go ahead and let us know. And I'll, I will we, – we will like rebroadcast uh, not the entire show but but certainly parts of it. And that that can give you an idea of of what it was like. You know, I went back and listened to the very first one that you and I did recently. Did you really, I did. did I did. We didn't do it. Yeah, but we didn't do it recently. No, 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 no. I, mean, I went back and listened to it recently. <laughs> <sighs> See, it's not all one way. <laughs> it's not all one way. And you know, it, the the weird thing is now. Now, Gaz and I have talked off air about this, but really. From the very start of of Gaz and I doing this podcast together, it has pretty much been been exactly like this the entire for better or for worse the yeah. entire time. And 
you know, it, it's really not off. I listen to a lot of different podcasts and a lot of different podcasts that have you know, multiple hosts. And sometimes the the humor can seem very, very forced. But, I, I know where you're going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But when I listen, because I always listen to, to the podcast that Gaz and I record through in its entirety to make sure that I haven't screwed up somewhere in post. And believe me, there's been on more than one occasion when it's been like, Oh crap, I've got to go back in and fix that. Uh, <laughs> but it never, at least to me, it never sounds forced. You can, I think you can always tell that, you know, we do have show notes and we do talk before the show about what the show is going to be about, but nearly everything from the time that we say, you know, welcome to the my Mac podcast until gas says, or one of us says, end. There is so much spontaneity in there that it it just makes this show a, a delight to do. I hope it's as, as much of a delight to listen to as it is for us to do on, on a nearly weekly basis for, yeah. God, four yeah. years now, three years. Oh, it's a long time, isn't it, really? Yeah, we're old farts now. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Certainly nauseous for me. I mean <laughs> – Oh, dear. Steve would say, what can you say? Oh, well, it all works. It all works. Yeah. It all works. It, does. it all works. Anyway. Yeah. Um, shall we tell people how they can contact us just in case they'd like to? Because I'm not sure that they will do after this week. <laughs> well, yeah, we probably can. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to tell them? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you'd like to contact us. Because you may have done an iTunes review. We'd really appreciate it if you do because it does help us. It really does help us. And it'd be most appreciated. But if you do, send us an email and you might receive a wootie. A wootie. You can also go and talk in the Google Plus pages. Uh, It's a nice little atmosphere. There's lots of useful information, and we have a bit of fun over there. And I I hope the people that are over there have fun as well. Well, it's kind of – our Google Plus community is the online version of this show. A little bit is, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. So if you want to send us an email, you can send me an email to gaz at mymac.com. That's J-Z at mymac.com. Or on the Twitters, you can contact me at twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, J-Z, A-M-A-Z. We also have a joint Twitter account, which is twitter.com forward slash guy and gaz. That's G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-E-A-Z. You can also send an email to it's harder and harder to come up with original ways to say zed we've also got a skype number which if you're outside the states it's plus one seven zero three four three six nine five zero one i'll give you that number again in case you missed it plus one seven zero three four three six nine five zero one and guy if those people would like to send you an email for whatever reason. For any reason whatsoever. Do you have any routes for them to contact you? I do. I do. It's a direct route. You can contact me at guy at mymac.com. G-U-Y. So is that is that is contact you at guy at mymac.com? Yes. Type, just- type in contact at guy at <laughs> – no, don't do that. <laughs> no, just, uh, just guy – 
at mymac.com. And that will, that'll do nicely. Uh, I also, also have a uh, Twitter account, which God, and you know, the, the history behind this name should, we should go into that sometime for those that don't know. We should, but not, not this week because we, not this week. We're running really, really late. Uh, It's twitter.com forward slash Mac parrot. Yes. That's something else that's been around almost the entire time that we've been doing this show together. Uh, I would like to say thank you to our sponsor, which is Otherworld Computer. You can go to MacSales.com or call them at 1-800-275-4576. You can call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They have got some amazing stuff over there. And if you do call them, on that number, which is one eight hundred two seven five four five seven six, tell them that the G Men sent you. Yeah, we'll take the blame for that. We will. Yep. We will. And I think that this is the best show, Gaz, that we've ever done. Yeah. See, you, you let me keep going, and then I was able to get in here, and that we're good enough, we're smart enough, <laughs> and doggone it, people used to like when this show was relevant. What happens now? Oh, 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 no. <laughs> okay. All right. Dezaka gaz et a guy. Modu guztiak lotu podcast. Bakur batan bidez won by akats. But again, gab. Betina, benita, I can't speak again. Horatan gugura irabezi. He's related to Godzilla. Will you let me finish? <laughs> Dirua Jari Nahi Al Duzu as Nuke. Oh, as end. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, The Mac Specialist Podcast. Geekiest show ever, the Teacher Cast Podcast, the Apple Junkies Podcast, and the All New App Minute Podcast. Ha <laughs> ha, and it's not on the same track, so we're good. Oh, <laughs> See, that's one of the advantages of having multi track is if I can just keep if I can power through it. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't heard this yeah. song in so long. <laughs> oh man, I'm dancing. I don't know if you hear my you hear my chair squeaking. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. You hear my chair squeaking? I don't know. Can you hear my hard drive beeping? <laughs> I can hear it going click, click, click. But it, but it's doing it in time to the music. That's, That's the important part. Woo! Hey. Woo! Oh, wow. oh, who's there? Just... <laughs> Hello? <laughs> That's all right. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do I still have the bells here? I don't need the bells till next Christmas. No, you don't. <laughs> <sighs> Of course, it's... Uh, Anything can happen in the next half hour. And most likely will. Where oh, is that? I didn't realize how much I'd missed my soundboard. Oh, isn't it? It's so great to have that. <laughs>
I've forgotten some of these. <laughs> I do like that one, actually. And this, this is my all-time... I always wanted a horn that did this. Oh, the old General Lee one. Yeah. <sighs> I don't have all my loops. You don't have all your loops? Really? Loopy, loopy. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm in the Christmas spirit now. Basque. Basque. Yeah. Oh, Basque. Blimey. Basque in the glory of Basque. what I wrote. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. Nuke. Nuke. Nuke, 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 nuke. I, yeah, they pronounce it. Now I know it's Basque. The pronunciation was dreadful. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, all those all those people that listen to us from Baskeville, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be very well, upset. Basque, Basconia. That's that's the hound of the Baskervilles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there's uh, well, I'm, I mean, for, that's down in Dorset, I think. Hound of the what Basque <laughs> or Baskervilles? Northern France. You know. I know, I know. It, well, Spain, it, it, even Spain. Yeah, I was going to say it's. It, well, no, it's part of both countries. Well, yeah, but yeah, it's the, more Spanish. Back when, French. back when there was, there was actually at one point a country called mm. Basque that was kind of you know. <laughs> taken over on one side by the Spanish and the other side by the French. But uh, you guys made up with it by stealing the rock at Gibraltar. <laughs> 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 we, we pinched a lot of stuff, guy, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, us Americans, our hands are so f- clean. <laughs> 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 yeah, all we did was steal a whole g- continent. <laughs> 